0: Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Let me tell you about dad style. Yeah, that's right. When it comes to clothing, is he one of those cool dads like me? Always oh, seems to find a way to remain hip and well-dressed decades after his hipness should have been gone. Or is he one of those dads that has to pass inspection every time he walks out of the house like, like I am before, you know, mom has to give the check and say, you're not wearing that out of the house. Either way, your dad will love clothing from American Giant. Father's Day is right around the corner. Now might be the best time to introduce him to uh, their amazing products. He's probably heard about them uh, already. American Giant founded on the idea of making a difference with American workers and American products. They have really great clothing your dad's going to love. That's comfortable, stylish, and it's a way to support American businesses in the process. So buy American today. Check them out for Father's Day. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Use my code Glenn. Save 20% right now. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Glenn. All right, stand by. The national radio program begins in the second. Once in a while, Mitch McConnell hits the nail right on the head. He's like, "This is a good deal for America, and uh, the Republicans should get behind it." And uh, that's why, that's why I believe it's time for America to really double down and do the hard thing, go the Mitch McConnell way. Let's let's get Chris Christie and his vice president uh, Mitt Romney right into office because I think holy cow we're going to talk about the budget it narrowly passed its first big test in the house committee and who was the one my good friend thomas massey i don't get it thomas he's here to talk about it coming up in just a second all right so uh our sponsor this half hour is relief factor Katie lives in Pennsylvania. She was, for the longest time, in pain with shoulder pain, essentially ruining her life. Everything she tried to use to combat the pain either didn't work or it left her with all kinds of side effects. She didn't know where else to turn. Fortunately, Katie listens to the radio a lot, including this show. Hello, Katie. She heard me talking about relief factor. She decided to give it a shot. After all, what do you have to lose? I mean, I'm already down to the bottom of the barrel. I'm listening to Glenn Beck. I mean, my life could not get worse, she thought. So she'd give it a And Katie, you're right. Uh, she's given it a shot. And she said, the, the pain in her shoulders, she said, I felt it begin to melt away. And the best part, no side effects. Katie got her life back. You could too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, and order the three-week quick start. You'll know in three weeks if it's going to work for you. 800, the number for relief. 800 for relief or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. So this is great, uh, Stu. The uh, House Rules Committee gave the green light for the Fiscal Responsibility Act. I love these. Whatever the name says it is, it's always the opposite. This is not fiscal responsibility. Hey, you know, we could spend anywhere between four and six trillion dollars in the next two years, you know, over what we can bring in. I don't think that's a good idea. That's not fiscal responsibility. Anyway, uh, the panel advanced the bill to the floor for debate. They could be voting on it tonight tonight. In a narrow 7-6 vote, uh, this was Thomas Massey of Kentucky, a GOP hardliner and fiscal hawk. He voted in favor of the rule. He said, today's bill is a product of compromise and reflects the realities of a divided government. Uh, he said that he is, uh, was not trying to, um, let's see here. Uh I'm not I'm not trying to do anything ideological on this committee. That's not what committees are for. Well, I kind of disagree with that, but uh, now McCarthy came out and he, you know, they were like, "Ah, uh, hey dude, looks like you were outsmarted. He's like, Outsmarted? <laughs> Joe Biden can't even find his pants in the morning. Yeah, that's probably why we're a little upset. Uh, He said, how are we outsmarted? It's the largest tax cut in the history of Congress. Okay. Could we stop there for just a second? First of all, Stu, do you know how anyone's calling this a tax cut? I mean, uh, sorry, a spending cut.
1: Uh Well, they, the stated uh, part of this, we can talk to Thomas about this, but uh, it's a cut uh, as to future projections and spending. So it's right? a slowdown of spending. Mm-hmm. It's not a cut. Like they say we're going to be spending $1.5 trillion less over 10 years. From what measure, right? What, what benchmark are you talking about? And it's right. projections made previously, not what we're actually spending today. Correct. Correct.
0: Now, Let me just ask this. If it's a, let's just say.
1: I feel like you're luring me into something
0: here. (laughs) Let's just say you're using the 1%. Mm -hmm. Okay. 1%. We're keeping a cap 1%. That's the largest cut in American history. And we feel like, uh, I think they just went to plastic straws because paper straws are starting to get expensive. Okay. (laughs) Okay. If it's the largest cut in American history, that should tell you something. Because Calvin Coolidge cut the budget by 50%, percent five zero 0 percent That's a big cut, but it's nowhere close to this because we're spending so much money. If 1% of our budget is cut, and that's bigger than a 50% budget, and then the next year another 50% cut from the budget... That's a problem. We're spending way too much money. Now Thomas Massey is on, and I'm not happy with my friend, but he is my friend, and I want <laughs> to listen to. I want to listen to your your argument here, Thomas. What? Okay. The hell were you thinking? Just to clear
2: up a few things. Okay. <laughs> The uh, I do believe committees are for imprinting your ideological preferences, with the exception of one committee. That's the rules committee. What we do on that committee, if we're doing our job, is to make sure the House follows its own rules. Let me give you an example. All right. uh, We have a 72 hour rule that says you have to have 72 hours to read a bill that's been in place for 10 years. And the Rules Committee always waived it for the first 10 years. When right. Chip Roy and Ralph Norman and I got on that committee, we said, You're not waiving this rule. That's why you've had from Sunday at 7 o'clock until today at 7 o'clock to read this bill before we even get to vote on it. So that's what the Good. Rules Committee does. Okay. All right. It's true we could have stopped this bill, but it's. We can stop anything. You can rewrite legislation in the Rules Committee. You're not supposed to, but I'm on there to make sure they don't. They didn't do all, any of that malfeasance, so he couldn't, in good conscience, use my position on the Rules Committee to stop this bill. Now, okay. everybody gets.
0: I vote. agree with you on all of that. If that was your reason, okay. I agree with
2: you. Okay. Now, let me go on to the, the bill. Uh-huh. Some of the people abo- opposed to this bill are overstating their case. And some of the people supporting this bill are overstating their case. Okay. Uh, You know, there are caps on discretionary spending. There are work requirements. I don't, I'm not litigating any of that. Uh, What I am, the biggest part of this bill that appeals to me is they included language that I suggested. It wasn't in the first debt limit bill that passed the House. It was in this one. It says that if we get to January 1st and we're still operating on a CR because the Senate wouldn't take the houses, 12 separate appropriations bills up. We do a real honest to goodness, 1% cut of everything, military Democrat programs, all of it gets cut 1%. Why is it? Why is it 1%? Why isn't it 10% or 50%? Because I've seen these guys, they will, when sequester happened, they were willing to do unnatural, unholy, and unclean acts to avoid a, a big cut. But I think a 1% cut is enough to just drive them back to the table and do their freaking jobs, 12 separate appropriations bills. So that's, that's language in this bill. Now, it may never become operable because maybe we get the 12, maybe the Senate brings up our 12 bills before January 1st. But it's hanging out there, and they know it's there, and they, I hope they will avoid it. Now, I know you had some of my friends on uh, yesterday. Yeah. Super close friends. And, I know. I, and I'm not.
0: And you guys, lo- you guys love much. each other. You're on the same side. Just we don't always have to agree with each other. This one is kind of a big one. But I, I respect you, Thomas. There's, you are not a rhino and all those things. Your logic is, is usually very, very sound.
2: Well, here's where – now let me – let the engineer in me speak and do the logic part of this. Okay. Um, my friends, they're saying – they're not saying they wouldn't vote for a debt limit increase. In fact, we've almost all of us in the House already have when we voted for the cut, save, limit, grow, whatever they called it, act. So they're not saying they wouldn't vote for debt limit increase. They're saying this bill isn't good enough, or maybe they're saying this bill is bad, even if it didn't have a debt limit in it. They, they think it's still bad. I hear their complaints, and many of them are valid. But the question is, what, what are we gonna get if we blow this up in the house? And I've, I've been here long enough to tell you what I think comes next. This is where I disagree with my friends. Some of them think you blow it up in the house, And you march Kevin back over to the White House and you put him back in the room with Biden and he comes out with something that's miraculously better. I don't think that's the next step. I think what happens next is McConnell and Schumer say, "Okay, well, you guys are done playing around. We're going to get this done. And they create another pair of negotiators. They've done this before. And those two guys have. Great latitude. What they'll they'll pump out something that's darn near a clean debt limit increase. They'll send it over to the House. You have ten Republicans who will cross the aisle and vote with Hakeem Jeffries and that's and you get a clean debt limit increase. So what we're talking about here is a disagreement not on ideology or even I'm not here to say this is the best bill ever. It's a disagreement on how how we go forward and what so, we get if we blow this so up. So
0: I, I actually Probably agree with you on what comes next. And that is because McCarthy blew it. He was holding all of the cards, all of them. Now you go back and they will absolutely paint the Republicans exactly the way they always paint the Republicans. Um, and he didn't have to do that. All the polls were showing that America was on your side for the first time. They're on the Republican side on this issue. And he blew it. Uh, you know what, uh, you know, if if this bill passes, I I think McCarthy should be gone. He
2: blew it. He blew it. Um, I, well, he got my provision in there, so I can't say he blew it. And but I do agree that the four hundred and thirty five people in the House designating one person to go into a back room and cut a deal with the president is a real crappy way to do business, which is. But everybody agreed to do that business that way. It, it kills me. We should have been debating and amending stuff in the Senate and the House, and then then you would have a product that's valid. But that's what we're going to do on the appropriations bills. And I think the debt limit fight is a scrimmage, and I think the appropriations bills that are coming up is the Super Bowl. And, you know, we, I was a part of all three efforts to get rid of John Boehner. I co-wrote with Mark Meadows the motion to vacate. And if you go back and read it, we listed a long train of abuses that John Boehner had undertaken. If you disagree with Kevin on this, it's not a long train. It would be the first car in the train.
0: No, you it's. Don't a, I don't think Americans look at it that way anymore, Thomas. I'm sorry. The Republicans have months. so. Hang on, just a second. The Republicans have so damaged themselves. This is a long train because every time you trust the Republicans to do something and stand, they fail. Every time they fail. And it's not because it's not because they're outsmarted. I mean, are are they really this stupid that they lose every single time? No, it's because they don't say what they mean and mean what they say. They don't look at these issues the same way the American uh, public, especially Republicans, view these issues so i'm sorry if it's not so fair that you go after mccarthy on this one train of of, of abuse it's enough it's enough it's enough
2: i i it's, i understand if you're on the outside looking in that's the way it looks uh but we call it the old testament and the new testament on january we created the new testament there was a new covenant with kevin and i'm willing to stick this out a few innings i'm not ready to start you know, punching the umpire on the first inning. Uh, okay, I don't agree with the call, but let me take a few more swings at these pitches and let's see if we can we can score something. So it's a dude, it's a New Testament. Let's try it. I am not for. I think it's premature to say that we should vacate the chair or something like that. John Boehner abused this for quite a while. This is a judgment call. What we dis, what I disagree with, my friends on is that if we blow this up we get a better deal. I don't think we get a better deal if we blow it up. And this I company.
0: agree with you on that. Because your it. house because your house leader blew it. That's why. <laughs> That's why. But yep. I agree with you. Now it's too late.
2: He got my provision in there at 1% cut on January if we're if the Senate hasn't done I can't believe the White House agreed to it, but they did. 1% cut on January if we're still operating under a CR when we get there.
0: You know what would have been okay. better? If you would have left What's the that? RAINS
2: Act in there. I'm just saying. We'll be voting on the RAINS Act uh, next week, I believe, here in the House. And I may be managing that bill for the Rules Committee. Well, so uh, you know what?
0: You I, I, will, I think you'll be celebrated from coast to coast if you can get the RAINS Act through. But, um, Thomas, I want to make it really clear. I'm, I am not mad at you. I disagree with, uh, some things. I, I hope that, you know, you are my friend and I am your friend, but, uh, this is the way America used to be. I will fight for your right to say and to do things that you believe are true. You fight for my right to do that. We're going to disagree because we're humans. Um, but I'll tell you, the patience of the American people is running very, very thin. Very thin.
2: Well, I'm not infallible. Maybe I got duped on this. I don't think I did. I've seen enough of of the tricks they play. But I, I respect your opinion, and I understand the frustration. That's the same frustration that drove me to come here. I know. and I'm trying to, to see a way through this. Uh And we'll, we'll see what happens after this. We, you know, I would just say, don't judge us and don't judge Kevin on, on this thing alone. It's like sighting in a rifle. You, you don't look at where the last bullet went. You look at the pattern and, and where the grouping is to determine what you need to do to correct the rifle yeah and this may be a flyer it may be but i don't think it is you,
0: you you can sight in the rifle but when you're in war and the enemy is almost on top of you sometimes you just start to shoot <laughs> i'm just saying um, great, thomas great. thank thank you very much appreciate it uh, congressman great. thomas massey from the great state of kentucky More in just a second, Rough Greens. Janet writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She says, our little rescue girl loves Rough Greens. I fill her kibble bowl. If there were no Rough Greens in it, she sniffs and then goes to the cupboard where it's kept and waits until I add it. Then and only then she'll eat. Smart girl. She's more energetic and curious now than she was before. She's more playful, too, and her allergies seem to annoy her much, much less. Thank you so much, Rough Greens. Look, we all know healthy food isn't brown unless it's a steak. And I'm not throwing a steak in the bowl for my for my dog. I'm just saying everybody knows healthy food is green. Oh, you know. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black invented the solution. And if you did this with vegetables and all the green crap that I'm supposed to eat and it tastes good, you can sprinkle it on my food all you want. Special deal for your dog at roughgreens.com gives them everything that they need. It's first bag free. All you pay for is shipping. Roughgreens.com/slash Beck or call 833-Glen33. 833-Glen33. RUFFGreens.com. Roughgreens.com/slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. Yeah.
1: Very tough on Thomas Massey, I thought, because mm-hmm. he is your friend, and mm-hmm. I, and uh, you know, he's one of the best, he's co- great
0: congressmen. He's great, I, w- I would argue. I just uh, don't, I, I think, you know, and he may end up being right. I think he is right. On, it's too late now. You gave away all the cards, you held every single card, and McCarthy just threw them out on the table. Yeah, I mean, I think the the argument for
1: the bill is. It, and I think I would be okay with this if it, they were a little more honest—not Thomas, but like generally speaking, Republicans a little more honest on this. That look, this started with the Joe Biden saying he wasn't going to even talk to them. Right? They started with nothing, and it wound up with something. But I mean, I don't think it's you have zero. to
0: look. That's 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 but. living in a vacuum, Stu. Mm-hmm. For the first time, people were like, "You can't continue this spending." Mm-hmm. you can't so cut it you had like what 65% of the american people they are not going to default if they default it's by choice i agree with that okay mm-hmm. so and people were for the first time you know my entire life they're going to close down the government they're going to clo- they're going to close the doors on us that's what they used to say now it's they're going to default well how helpful is that saying that when you know it's not true, okay? Yeah. And people, they knew he threw all that advantage away. First time we'd ever had it. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, but of course they don't control the whole government. They are dealing with people who are completely insane. And, you know, you, in that, they're never going to get this entire bill they asked for. We no. all knew that. So the question was, how much did they get? I mean, what did they get? 10% of what they asked for? I don't Should mean. they
0: have got 25 should they should they have at least gotten the FBI agents? They're weaponizing the government. Oh yeah, like the, the would the, you would the, you do something? For, IRS is a great
1: example of this. What did they cut two billion dollars from the budget? Of, you know, yeah, like two percent. Right. You know, I mean, what they didn't get much there. I mean, I, look, I'm not happy with the bill. I, I wouldn't be happy with it.
0: Um, I, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see who how this turns out <laughs> is going to actually stand in the Republican Party for yeah. the average person. They're weaponizing the government. Yeah, I would when argue, are you going to do something about it?
1: I would argue that very much so. Thomas believes he is standing for the American people. That's, oh, I know that's he how is. he does business. No, but no, no, Still, I I, I agree with you. There, you have to watch this stuff. And if they don't come up with, I mean, you know, just how many chances are we going to give them? No, you you don't. I mean, look, I don't think there's another chance to be given here per se. I mean, Thomas, I think deserves another d- deserves oh, yeah, a, a yeah. fair hearing of his views. But yeah. that's about the it. over there back in Washington these
0: days, yeah. All right, summer's here, and that means it's time to beat the heat with Blinds.com and their Memorial Day sale happening right now. Save 45% on selected products plus door busters. Your home is going to look a lot better once you got new window treatments from Blinds.com. The easiest way to make your windows in your house look completely different and great. Easy to the point that you could be sitting in the hammock, uh, you know, having a nice spring snooze while they handle all the install. You just... Click installation at checkout. You can do it yourself or you can get help, even including picking out everything by talking to one of their design experts for free. They'll help you decide on the best selection, everything from classic shutters to outdoor roller shades and a whole lot more. It's Blinds.com. They've covered over 25 million windows and counting. 100% satisfaction guarantee. So shop Blinds.com. Their Memorial Day sale now at 45% off selected products plus door busters. 45% off selected products now. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: You want to talk about a real cut? Let's talk about Blaze TV. 10% off right now if you use the code Glenn at blazetv.com slash Glenn.
0: Thank you for listening to the Glenn Beck program. You are an amazing group of people. Um, the, the world really didn't know about ESG. We started talking about it when it was just a conspiracy theory. And I think because of this audience and the audiences of Russell Bl- uh, Brand, that people now know what ESG is and they're standing up against it. The other thing that this audience, and I did it out of stupidity, I just didn't know you don't touch this rail, Um, I I began talking about George Soros 20 years ago and, and speaking out loudly about him and found him to be a very dangerous person because of that. A lot of money was spent through media matters and everything else to in particular target me and my voice. And he has, um, he has rallied people to say that I'm an anti-Semite for it. Nothing could be further. F- I won the Defender of Israel award. I mean, I just—I'm just saying. Um, uh, but you always claim that he is—that you're an anti-Semite if you speak out about him. I don't care what his religion, what his creed, what his race. I don't care about any of it. I don't care. He and America is now seeing it firsthand is systematically dismantling the West. Look at what he's done to some of our cities. His influence is dangerous. Alan Dershowitz has just written a very brave article. It's not going to Alan. Welcome to the program. Well,
3: thank you so much. I think I was there when you got the Defender of Israel Award, and I stood up and yeah. I gave you a standing ovation. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you deserved it, and you're not only a defender of Israel, you've been a defender of the Jewish people, you've been a defender of religion. How dare anybody uh, call you an anti-Semite? The only anti-Semite that we've discussed on this show so far is George Soros, who mm-hmm. was a self-hating—he's not even a Jew. I mean, you know, he started his life by collecting— the property of Jews who were being sent to the concentration camps. That's how he made his first money. He's devoted his life to hurting Jews, to hurting Israel, to hurting America. And uh, nobody's attacking him because he's a Jew. Obviously, he's hardly a Jew at all. As a friend of mine would put it, he's Jewish only on his parents' side. And his mother, (laughs) his mother, he brags, his mother was an anti-Semite, an anti-Semite. So how dare anybody suggest that criticizing... George Soros is anything but good for America, good for the Jewish people, good for Israel. I'm going to continue to criticize him, as I've been doing along with you for the last 20 years. Let people call me an anti-Semite.
0: I, I tell you, this is not going to make you more popular. <laughs> No. can i be any less popular you know, i
3: am so yeah. despised today i used to be one of the most popular guys around i know and i defended donald trump so all the democrats hated me and then i decided yeah. not to vote for donald trump so a lot of the republicans hated me yeah. so it's me and my wife and my kids and uh and you and a few yeah. other people. uh
0: so you make the point i mean i don't know what it's going to take because the media is all in for George Soros. He, he funds so many things. And his son, I believe, is worse. And he's got control, I think, of 17 of the $19 billion of these funds. Um, but no one in the media will say anything about George Soros. And he is dismantling our country.
3: Well, and it's it's worse than that. Uh, the Jerusalem Post uh, had an article saying every Jew must support um, uh, George Soros, and I wrote back and saying, not this Jew. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I see evil where I see evil. I see good where I see good. I support Christians when they do the right thing. I oppose Jews when they do the wrong thing. And you do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to defend somebody just because they're a Christian. Nope. Uh, obviously, uh, some of the worst people in the world have come from Various backgrounds and various ethnicities. You don't ask the question, you know, what's your religion? First of all, Soros isn't religious, but you don't ask the question, what is your religion? You ask the question,
2: what did you do? Correct.
3: What have you done to America? What have you done to fund prosecutors who are uh, not doing their job and politicizing the criminal justice system? Uh, what do you do when you take an organization like Human Rights Watch, which was a wonderful organization, neutral, unbiased, and you turn it into a hate America, hate Israel, hate human rights, yeah, and just use human rights as a weapon against conservatives and in favor of the hard left? That's what George Soros' legacy is. I know his son. He has a house on Martha's Vineyard. I know one of his sons. I don't know the other one. He seems like a nice enough guy. And, you know, for all I know, George Soros can be a nice guy in person, too. But you judge people by their actions. By his action, George Soros is is an evil. I mean, you know, I think that that uh, Elon Musk got it right. He's a supervillain. He's a supervillain uh he may not be a cartoon character supervillain. well you said in real life he's you- done an enormous amount of harm
0: in uh in your op-ed uh you said you won't call him magneto because you don't really know who mr magneto no, is really. uh yeah, however yeah. i've always said i thought he was more like the emperor in star wars uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh you think your friends will save you uh uh anyway um you know there there are a couple of countries i think one in asia i think hungary maybe another one that has banned his uh you know open society foundation and his uh ngos from coming into the country i i it, it it, it, I mean, I think I we should do I that here. That.
3: But, I, I don't agree with that. But, and I also think that there are some countries in, 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 in Poland and in Austria and in Hungary, there have been some people who have used sources, Jewish heritage against him in order to promote anti-Semitism. Mm. We all condemn that. We all condemn that Yeah. Uh, in the same way we would condemn if anybody used somebody's uh, Muslim heritage or Christian heritage uh, to condemn them. You condemn the person for what they did, not for what they are. And so, you know, I'm going to continue to condemn those Europeans who point out sources or religion, who compare them to, for example, the Rothschild family. And the Rothschilds were real Jews. They helped establish Israel. They, for the most part, were great great people. And in that case, they only use their Jewishness to demonize them. But that's not the case with George Soros. And I'm going to continue to criticize him. And I encourage others to criticize him without reference to his religion.
0: So how I've never referenced his religion. And I've, I've actually given him the benefit of the doubt on his childhood uh, during the Second World War, because, I mean, yeah. I, I, I wasn't in that situation. No. I don't know yeah. what I would have done, and I don't want to judge somebody for that what What has bothered me about that is he said he's never given it a second thought he's never had any question about what he did and,
3: and, and he said if i hadn't done it, somebody else would have that's what <laughs> uh, you know that's what right. everybody said, yeah, doing the horrible, horrible things in germany no you you stand up for what's right, and uh you know, I still love to hear him explain. His statement, his bragging statement that his mother was an anti-Semite, is if that's something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, my father was a hardworking guy. I'm very proud of him. He put me through college and law school. I'm proud of my father. But the idea of saying your mother was an anti-Semite, there must be something about that that makes him gloat with with glee um what he argues is he doesn't like particularism he likes universalism Mm -hmm. just an excuse that's just an excuse uh what he doesn't like is israel he never has what he doesn't like is america the country that saved him and saved so many of us and our parents and our grandparents you know my my grandmother who came from a little shtetl in poland was such an American patriot. She would take us on July 4th to the Statue of Liberty, make us pledge allegiance, and then mm. sing in her broken accent the, the Star-Spangled Banner, including the second verse, which nobody knew, but my grandmother <laughs> with a <her> thick <laughs> accent, knew the second verse because she just loved America. And uh, she loved Israel. And, you know, she I'm so proud of, of her. She made it from nothing. And, you know, George Soros, Lesson. he made a lot of money that's okay that's the free market but to use his money in the way he does in such a destructive manner is is appalling and deserves to be criticized so and i'm going to continue to criticize and i got a lot of flack for doing it um and um, but i'm going to continue to do it
0: so all right so let me ask you this so the only solution to and i'm asking you sincerely i don't have an answer The only solution to his use of money, the way he uses it, for instance, in all of our cities, is just to expose him and talk about it?
3: I think so. I mean, you know, there are are ways of limiting expenditures, but they run into the Constitution. And generally, I don't support, you know, money is free speech. And so let him do what he wants to do. But, you know, let's condemn him. For the way he spends his money and the way he tries to influence America for the worse, so I wouldn't, you know, take away his money or take away his ability. to no, you can't to influence. But I would, I would hope that people wouldn't be influenced by his money to defend him. I think a lot of the people who jump to his defense and who criticize us are probably direct or indirect beneficiaries of his money. Oh yeah. And oh, that's yeah. why Meet Matters yeah. and other organizations like that jumped to his defense immediately because they
0: want his money. Uh, thank you so much, Alan, for everything that you sure. uh, do. And, and uh, just a, uh, just another notch there on the popularity poll uh, <laughs> <laughs> for Alan Dershowitz. Thank you so much, Alan. I appreciate it. My
2: pleasure.
0: You My bet. Pleasure Alan Dershowitz, you know. Harvard Law School professor emeritus, host of The Show, which is a great podcast, and the author of Get Trump. Not that he was saying get Trump. He was anyway. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a, We've ever had a guest on that's been more negative on George Soros
1: than you. I think we just set a new record. That was, uh, that was an impressive. And I guess you God, can, I, can you call Alan Dershowitz an anti-Semite? Is that what the next step in this little uh, charade is? No, I they'll d- what We're
0: going next. Th- they will. They will ignore it mm-hmm. or they will just say he's going senile or whatever ah, it is. They'll, they uh, will find their attack. Anyway, uh, real realestateagentsitrust.com is our uh, sponsor. It turns out buying and selling houses kind of sucks. Big shocker. Uh, sadly, not as simple as just, you know, here's my keys and you give me a big fat check. The selling end, you've got inspections, repairs, remodeling, finally having to take care of all those things that, you know, your wife has been saying, can you just fix this? Then on the buying end, you always don't know what to look for kitchen may look great in the pictures but is it i mean how is it built uh you know you're going to get hungry at some point that that kitchen better stand up years ago i realized uh what you need is a real estate working for you who knows all of the ins and outs of the business somebody who knows the best practices and is with the times that are changing now somebody who can assemble the right team to get the job done This is what I needed, and that's what we do now at realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the agents that we have fully vetted and we watch and monitor very closely to make sure that they are the best people to get the job done. realestateagentsitrust.com. All you do is just write us, tell us where you're buying or selling, across the street or across the country, and if we have a real estate agent that we can recommend, we will. And usually it's in about five minutes. realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck program. Here's where the rubber meets the road. Are you a conspiracy theorist if you believe the next thing I'm going to tell you about? Or are you a smart American? If you act on what I'm about to tell you about. Record drug shortages across the United States are delaying potentially life-saving treatments for thousands of patients across the country. Congress and the White House are scrambling to address a shortfall in prescription drugs. Everything from painkillers to cancer treatments. Hospitals all across the country on a regular basis, sometimes weekly, have to review which drugs are in short supply or not available that week. The shortage is being most acutely felt in the generic drug market, which accounts for nearly 90% of U.S. prescriptions. The U.S. reached a peak level of 295 active drug shortages, although the FDA says it's only 130 Meanwhile, the American Society of Health reports 301 different drugs are short first quarter of 2023. According to the FDA, the average drug shortage lasts for about 18 months. Some shortages, they say, have lasted for 15 years. Some of the medicines that are in short supply, Adderall, Tylenol, various antibiotics, including amoxicillin, Saline mixtures used in IVs and almost two dozen kinds of anti-cancer drugs. But on that, we're good <laughs> other than that. We're good. Just maybe, you know, between 100 and 300 drugs that our hospitals can't get. This is not normal in my entire life. The only time I remember a Tylenol shortage was when somebody was poisoning Tylenol. You couldn't get it. I don't remember drug shortages here and there, maybe one or two, but not like this. This is your government helping you out, gang. All of this stuff would go away if the government would stop trying to help. All they're doing is destroying everything. When you can't get antibiotics in America or your heart medicine you can't get that really in America may i just suggest this is not a commercial uh jace medical.com j a s e medical.com these guys are putting doing something new where you can get a year's supply worth of that uh whatever it is the drug i mean not narcotics and things but you know insulin I mean, if there's a shortage, if there's a a breakdown supply chain, we go to war. Do you know what it's going to be like medicine here in America? Mm. Conspiracy theorists, you know, they're probably, you know, doing what they should and get as much of the medicine that they're going to need so they don't have to stand in line. But of course, they're crazy people. The sane people do nothing except laugh at all the people that are preparing.
1: I like when prep lines up with my laziness like this. We're like, I just <laughs> rather have a large supply
0: anyway, so I don't have to keep yeah. going back to the pharmacy. Uh, so, Jacemedical.com, <laughs> I highly suggest it. Jacemedical.com. The Glenn Back Program.